0: Hi, I'm Josie Sweetman. This is a podcast for creatives, entrepreneurs, adventurers, and travelers living life in an exciting way, where remarkable women living off the beaten path share their stories of resilience, courage, and hope. Check it out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. I believe you are the creator of your life. Don't you deserve to overcome your childhood trauma and take back control of your life? I know how painful it can be to feel disconnected from yourself, your friends, family, and the world. I would like to introduce you to the Illuminate Your Life membership. I help ambitious women dealing with childhood trauma and stressors to feel confidence in their own skin so that they can live life more fearlessly with less anxiety and move out of their comfort zone, to embody the commitment of healing and love they've made to themselves. I do this by taking you through proven techniques and practices to connect with your body on a deeper level. Are you ready to feel connected to yourself and others? Feel compassion for yourself? Let go of self-judgment and start showing appreciation? Learn to deal with your anxiety and feel connected? You're in luck. In a couple months, I'll be launching the Eliminate Your Life Membership. This tribe will have determined, motivated, passionate women who want to better their state of mind, learn how to deal with their past traumas, and see and evaluate how it shows up for them. No more fake it till you make it in this community, we will practice it until we embody it. Join the waitlist today at backrosecoaching.com slash life. By signing up today, you will get more information and a free audio centering practice to start connecting with your higher self today. Hey there, friends! Welcome back to the Backroads Podcast, where we talk about living life fearlessly off the beaten path. Today on the podcast, we have Angela Cherie, and she is with us today, and I'm so super excited. She is the founder of the evolving, ever-evolving woman, and hosts the ever-evolving podcast. Angela has always had a passion for helping young women through the twists and turns of their lives, and that is such an amazing philosophy and. We women could use the help, that's for sure. Welcome to the podcast, Angela.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Jessie. Thank
0: you for being here. Please tell us about yourself.
1: Yeah, so like you said, my name is Angela Cherie. I am founder of Ever Evolving Women, which is a networking group that I founded just to change the narrative of sisterhood um, by uniting women together authentically. I think I've learned the older I get, the harder it is or the harder it becomes to make friends. And so that platform was created to allow women to have a community, a community and a safe space to reach out, to vent, to inspire one another. Um, We also a lot of emphasis on pushing um, aspiring entrepreneurs as well. And from that, the Ever Evolving Podcast was formed and was birthed through that, just sharing stories. So with the Ever Evolving Podcast, we talk about it all, girl. We (laughs) go there. And so we're able to share inspiring, encouraging, uplifting stories um, from all kinds of people. And it's just been an amazing experience. I, I really love what I do.
0: That is wonderful. And I love that what you were speaking to as you get older and finding, it's not so hard finding the friends, but finding like minded friends, finding the people that are going to uplift you and inspire you, I think is the hardest part of it all. And I think having a group where you can talk about your struggles of entrepreneurship, because I think it's kind of a lonely road when you're trying to reach, reach a goal, you know, and to have somebody back you up and be there for you is super important.
1: For sure. For sure. No man is an island. We need each other. <laughs> and sometimes I think that we, as women especially, we feel like we're super and we can do it all and we can do it all our, on our own. But having someone that or having people that you can do life with, it really does make a difference. And it does make the journey of life a little easier. <laughs>
0: it does definitely more easier and enjoyable too yeah, and have sure. to share it with. So I love that, that you founded a sisterhood because we could all use that. So please tell us more, share more. We'd like to hear more about you personally. What?
1: So as for me, um, it's, you know, it's always hard kind of talking about yourself. But I will yeah. say, you, <laughs> I absolutely love to encourage and inspire women. Um, for myself, I have not had... Um, an easy road in my life and I always say that if you ever come to me or any of my platforms if you listen to the podcast you are not going to see you know the pretty pink pictures and the perfect lighting <laughs> listen anybody got time for all that I believe in being real and authentic and a part of that is sharing my story and sharing those twists and turns that I have been through I was a single mom teen mom Um, And I had to navigate through a lot of things um, alone and by myself and learning how to become a mother when I didn't have the best relationship with my own mother. And, you know, I think back through a lot of those times I've gone through, I mean, Listen, miscarriage, uh, cars being repossessed, eviction. I went through like, I would say 2016 to 2018 was very tumultuous for me. And I, when I think back on those times, I always think like, man, if I had a community, if I had more friends, if I had supportive like or like-minded friends, as you said, how much easier would those, even though there were tumultuous times, how much easier would that have been for me? Um, because like I said, my, my relationship with my mom was strained. And so a lot of times I had to kind of look within, um, and find and garner strength on my own to get through those times. So when I tell you, um, taking those experiences and what I learned and helping other women, it brings me so much joy because I never want any woman to feel like I have felt. I never want any woman to feel alone in life because listen, life is hard. you're gonna go through things you're gonna encounter difficulties. Um, but I just believe that having someone to hold your hand through it is super important or having people that you can reach out to that you can ask for help that you can glean from that you can lean on it makes a difference So my passion and what I do on a daily basis is just that you know sharing and being you know transparent. Sometimes I feel like as women, we have a, it, we have a uh, difficulty really being transparent about our journeys and our struggles. But when you talk to other women, a lot of times we've gone through the same things. had the same experiences. And so it really is my passion to share. And sometimes people say, well, girl, I couldn't share that. (laughs) Like maybe you shared too much, but I believe it's what I was called to do. I really do. um, And just not just sharing for the purpose of just telling your business, but really saying, hey, if I can make it and I can get through that and I was able to pull myself up and keep going, so can you.
0: So can you. Yes, I believe our story does have a power to inspire and motivate change, and I love what you're speaking to as far as going through your own hardship and using that as your your message and yeah. speaking it to the world, because I think as women or even as human beings, we're just Taught to like show the pretty side of life. We're For taught sure. to show our highlight reels. Um, it's not so much. It's not so much we're taught to like talk about things that are behind closed doors. But I think those are the stories that inspire change and inspire others to do to do the work on themselves.
1: Yeah, and I mean, come on, it's unrealistic. No one has. <laughs> <laughs> these live, like in real life, their lives do not look like their Instagram reels. And it, it's actually called reels now. You know, it, nobody's stories are how their real life is. And I think that it, we do each other a disservice sometimes that it's okay to post pretty pictures. I'm not saying don't do your thing, girl. But what I am saying is I think we do Um, Especially our younger generation, we do them as well as each other a disservice because we put out a narrative sometimes that life is perfect. And so when someone's scrolling and they're looking at all these highlight reels and they're looking at, you know, you posting new pictures every week, they don't know that you did one photo shoot in 10 different locations so that you would have content for a month. (laughs) Your life just looks like you're visiting new places every day and every week. And if they're unable to do that, looking at that may make someone feel if you're not, you know, strong enough in your mindset it may make someone feel like they're not doing something with their lives like they you know in some way um you know they don't have the best life but it's just unrealistic and and I think we have to always remind ourselves of that that what we see what you see is not really what you get (laughs) on social media in that aspect what you see is not really what you get and as long as you are happy and you are living your best life and you are living it authentically Okay, because if you're living, but you're not living your true self, okay, you might as well just not. (laughs) But if you are living authentically and you're happy and you're whole and you're good, do that. You know, forget everything everyone else is doing and posting and feeling and and, and wearing and whatever. Forget the norm. Do what works for you. Live your best life. So that's what I always say. Live your best life, (laughs) whatever that means for you
0: exactly like we're in competition with no one but ourselves mm-hmm. um, and I think that's when scrolling through social media that's the one thing that I think we need to remember is everyone is living their moment in time and they're showing you their best versions of themselves at the moment but what yeah. is your what is your thing that you're doing and you're mm-hmm. in no competition with anybody else you don't have to show up and be like anybody else and For I sure. think that yeah and I think that is something that It pays to remember. Mm -hmm. So where did you find this mental strength? You were talking about how you were a single mom and you had Mm -hmm. a harder relationship with your own mother. And, Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that had to be hard.
1: Oh, girl. Yeah, because you're you're challenged to be something that you've never had or something that you don't even understand. Something that you don't even know how to be because you've never necessarily seen it consistently. Um, And don't get me wrong. I love my mother very much. Our relationship, even now, is still strained. However, um, I found it through having to, like, I didn't have another, I didn't have another choice, you know, it was like, okay, either you're going to, cause there were times where things got really bad and I went through bouts of depression and I went through moments, especially after my miscarriage where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to lay in this bed and I'm never getting up again. And, and I literally felt like that, but I had a little girl that was looking to me. And who was like, okay, mommy, what's next? What are we doing? Where are we going? I mean, she looked even now, like she looks to me for our next steps. I'm the, you know, how I'm the, I'm the decision maker. And so I found my mental strength just from knowing that if I didn't, you know, if I didn't get up, if I didn't keep going, neither could she. And I just could not be that. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to do it. If, if I couldn't do it for myself, I had to do it for my baby. I didn't want to leave her with the emotions and the feelings and um, all of the things that I dealt with as a child, as an adolescent, as a teenager. And so my thing was I have to I have to break this cycle and just push beyond this moment because it's not about just me. So I had to be selfless. And sometimes I wanted to be selfish and say, you know what, this is hard. I don't want to do it. It's not fair, (laughs) you know. But then I was like, you know what, it's not fair for her either. If you just give up right here, what does that say for her? And that's not fair to her. She didn't ask to be here. So seeing her and knowing that I'm her example of a woman. A lot of times, you know, who we see and how we grow up and our examples, they shape who we are. I'm her example. So if I quit, what is that what is that saying to her? I'll be raising a quitter because that's all she will know. She'll see her mom quit and she'll when things get hard, that's what she'll do. And I refuse to do that. So that was it, girl.
0: A beautiful perspective. If yeah. not for I love that you said if not for myself, then I have to do it for her.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. So tell us about. Uh, travels that you've done so this is the off the beaten path back rows podcast mm-hmm. have you done any travels that have changed you or shaped you or inspired you
1: you know it's funny that you ask that and I think a lot of people can attest to this um 2020 was supposed to be my travel year <laughs> 2020 was supposed to be my I am going to just grab life by the horns and I'm just gonna and of course you know this mm-hmm. pandemic hit and everything changed. Um so because I have not been able to really travel like I've wanted to because I've been so busy building this brand and these businesses and so a lot of my time has been consumed with that. However, I will say this past weekend I um took a little short little getaway. Nothing, you know, far and, and, and super luxurious. <laughs> but I had the opportunity to take a few days away and to still away and I went hiking. Listen I'm not a hiker, okay? <laughs> I am not, uh, you know, very athletic or active <laughs> or anything like that or as I should be. Um, but listen, I found a new thing. And it really changed my perspective on life. It's crazy how becoming one with, with nature will really open your mind and your perspective. And I've heard people say that. I thought it was a lot of, a lot of crap. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I was like, oh, they just saying that. You know, it's just, it can't be all of that. It is. Um, as I was walking and, and doing things and climbing things that I thought were impossible, especially for myself, I, was, I had all of these like practical lessons that were coming to me and these uh, what I call a word. <laughs> um, so I would you know be climbing this, this difficult you know area of this trail and it would remind me that no matter how hard it is, you can do it or, you know, feeling like, oh, there's no way I can climb this. And then looking back and seeing that I did it. And it's like the worst is behind you. So I was getting all of these revelations while I was on this trail. And I was just so even proud of myself to see that I could do something of this nature because I don't do things like that. So that little short few day trip, And experiencing that hiking trail, it really uh, changed my perspective on life because I was like, if I can do this 16 miles, please, if I can do this, I can do anything. And this heat, I was like, I can do anything. And so I am committing to finding some local trails and some hiking areas near me um, where I can go and just, you know, maybe on a weekend before it gets too hot here in Texas um, to just make that a thing to meditate or pray or relax or just center myself um, do that for myself regularly after that time. So that really changed some things for me.
0: Absolutely. Hiking, I am an avid hiker or walker Mm -hmm. or or being out in nature. I find it so healing, so therapeutic. And -hmm. exactly what you're saying, when you find yourself doing these hard things, it's so amazing that you just feel like you can conquer anything by being able to conquer those long trails or being able to do those hard things in nature and then also just being out in nature it almost makes you feel so small right it makes your problems Mm -hmm. just not feel that big when you're out next to like a humongous mountain or a huge lake it just brings you home almost to yourself at least for me so i can totally relate to that
1: Yeah, it also made me want to like tackle other fears that I've had because, you know, looking at the trail, I remember when I started, I was so afraid, like, there's no way. (laughs) Absolutely no way. And I was, I was very fearful. But once I got through and I did it, I was like, wow. So it made me think about other areas of my life where I've been fearful or it looked insurmountable or something that I was like, oh, there's no way that I can do that. It made me say, you know what? If you can do that, you can do anything. So I have been like checking off my fear list, like forget fear. <laughs> I just found out how to forget that, you know? And so that's been really, really good. And um, I've needed to do that because I've allowed fear in the past to really hold me back from experiencing some great things. And so I'm glad that I'm, it, you know, has caused me to really tackle some of those areas.
0: Yes, I am so proud of you hearing that because it is, it's like doing one thing, one small thing, but huge thing has such, can have such a huge impact. For sure. Conquering that 16 miles to you was your like, Ooh, wow, I did that. I can do something bigger. And then the next thing you do is going to bring you that amount of maybe I can do something bigger. I always say on the show, we're kind of like dancing with fear in life. Yeah. I say this is living life fearlessly off the beaten path, but we do have fears. We kind of have to live with them and we have to dance with them and we have to just do it scared most yeah. of the time. And it's yeah. through doing it scared that we learn learn how to fly in a sense right for
1: sure for sure and I love it you said we dance with it because sometimes fear leads sometimes we lead (laughs) sometimes it's like yeah I feel it but I'm gonna do it afraid you know what I'm saying and I I love that and I'm learning sometimes it's just getting past the mental it really really is some things are are not as hard as they seem it's not as bad as it looks. And so if you can get beyond that overthinking, oh my gosh, I'm such an overthinker. If you can get beyond that and all of the possibilities that are not actualities, if you can just get over that, yeah, you can overcome. You can you can get back in the lead.
0: <laughs> I think once you ask yourself, like, what's the worst thing that can happen, and actually write it down on paper, see it on paper, the worst thing that can happen. Most of the time the worst that can happen will never happen. (laughs) And it's not that bad once you put it on paper. It's not Once you see it. Yeah, once you see it. Yeah. So I love that. I love that, that you said you're yeah, you're getting over your fears and you're getting over your fearless 2020. I think 2020 has pushed us all Listen, out of our comfort zone.
1: For sure. For sure. I mean, I, I told someone yesterday that this has been the year of the unexpected. Good and bad. Or I don't want to say bad. Good and not so good. Um, it's definitely been the year of the unexpected, but I think it's caused us and shown us how to be flexible and um, one thing that I have taken with me and I I did a um, series on the um, one of my pages or platforms about us pivoting and not pausing. It's taught me how to pivot, how to create new ways of doing things. Because this everybody keeps saying this is our new normal. It very well could be. Um, we don't know. And so you have to find new ways and continuously find new ways to still live your life, still get things done, but in a different way. And so I, I have I've had moments where I've really enjoyed the newness because I have found more effective ways to um, do things that initially or before were burning me out. <laughs> I was tired. I was, and so now I've, I've found better ways to, to work at home and to be more productive. And it's it's been good. Not all bad.
0: <laughs> yes, I can concur to that. It hasn't been all bad. It has. uh me too. This whole podcast, this whole show started from the pivot, from deciding to do something new. And it's so scary, I think, to do that pivot. And yeah. for you, how was it getting that pivot? Was it hard and challenging? Or did you find it very, like... um more like for me i like challenges so when i put myself through a challenge it's like it really gives me life
1: and so for you
0: what did it do for you having to pivot and change
1: initially it was difficult it was only difficult because i didn't i i had this i don't know this unrealistic expectation of myself like okay you know I have all this time. Now let me work, work, work and fill all this time. Let me yeah. be more productive. Let me put out more content. Let me let me let me let me let me. And so it was really difficult because I think I put this expectation on myself to fill this time and to do all of these things because that's what was expected of me. And then that you know, that kind of was the narrative that was being put out there in the beginning. Like, oh, if you don't come out of this pandemic with a new business or a new this or a new that or doing more, then you wasted this time. And so I just had this idea like I don't want to waste. This time, let me go, let me do, and I was more tired than I had ever been in my life, and so I had to. I think that's actually when the pivot came to say, You can still be effective, you can still be productive, and not burn out. And so, I was able to, yes, make good use of this time, and that's what I had to tell myself make good use of this time. This may never happen again. This is a benefit in a lot of areas, however, just because you have you know free time doesn't mean you should be available. It doesn't mean you should be working. And so in the beginning, it was super difficult. And I felt like I was comparing myself to other people because I saw so many people um, creating new businesses and new this and new that and new that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just chilling. (laughs) But you know, I had to, again, had to do what works best for me in my life. And me being able to slow down was really a prayer answer because I'm a one-woman team. in most aspects of my business so for me to be able just to sit back and not have to worry about the next event or this or that that was really a blessing and so I had to just pivot my mindset that's where it started to say girl use this time wisely yes of course but don't overdo it (laughs) do not overdo it
0: I love that you're speaking to that because it was, it was all over social media. Like use this time before you lose it, come out ahead of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't do something, you're basically of the earth. It was just like crazy. The things that people were saying. Mm -hmm. And I love that you're speaking to like, you have to do what's best for you. Yeah. You have to do what's best for you. And I think what came from that, message that was being put out there where people were afraid to sit with themselves (laughs)
1: yeah now that's good for sure
0: yeah i think people were afraid to sit with the silence because we're in this society we're always on the go Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so this time of stillness was really a time of stillness like we were hanging out with people that had kids were hanging out with their kids more hours of the day some of them were having to teach their children and some of them were spending more time with their partners I mean yeah it was just a complete shift
1: that's so good that you say that about we were we were challenged or really made to just be still and and, and quiet and be still because I just had a therapy session yes I'm an avid believer of therapy (laughs) it is like Um and so I literally just had a session before I jumped on here and one of the things that she, uh, my therapist asked me she said when you're so busy when you're busying yourself with all of these things even the pandemic she was like what are you avoiding what are you running from I said oh my god <laughs> I never thought of it that way <laughs> and when I said with that and I really thought about what she was asking me I was able to identify hmm, I am busying myself because I do have more time. More time means I am sitting with myself. I have to think about this issue. I have to think about this emotion, this feeling, all of this, and so that's very true that you said that a lot of times we don't like ourselves very much. (laughs) We don't like spending time with ourselves very much, and sometimes our family. You know, this has been very difficult for a lot of people that really don't like, you can love, but not really like who you are, the core of who you are. And that was one of the reasons why I started therapy because I learned that, that although I have this persona and I'm create, uh, creative and I have all of these gifts and talents, I didn't really like who I was. And having to slow down made me have to look in the mirror to say, there are some areas, girl, that you need to grow up in. There's some things that you need to tackle. There's some childhood trauma you need to heal from. <laughs> Those yeah. are a lot of things that I had to be accountable for could not avoid it anymore because I I have to be still so it's right here in my face I couldn't act like it it, it didn't exist I couldn't leave the house and and leave it at the house I have a here with it and so I love that you said that that's the stillness and I think if anything I told myself this I don't care about the business aspect but the personal aspect and who I am I, when I when this is over prayerfully if it's over if it ever I don't know what's happening but when that that time comes I'm hoping that I'm a better person coming out of it than when I went into it that is my one number one priority and goal everything else will be what it's going to be but as far as Angela I want to be a better woman I want to be a better person I want to be a better mother than how I went into this. And so I've been really taking this time to work on those areas.
0: I think that is key. I think after all this said and done, who do you want to show up as? Mm. Who do you want to be in this world? Who are you at your true core? What do you value? Like, I think those are the questions that we need to answer. Like you said, the business, the money, Mm-hmm. All that will come again. I mean, we'll work, we'll have work again. Like life will may never get back to normal, but we will go back to a place where we are kind of normal, working, yeah. that nine to five, the yeah. rat race. That won't be gone forever. And I think asking ourselves how we want to show up and what do we value, those questions are gonna be so important. Yeah. And so I love that you said that how you want to show up be after this is the best version of yourself and you want to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. How did you get the awareness that you wanted to take therapy? I know a lot of people for them, it seems kind of taboo or, (laughs) you know, it's not something that people talk about. And so how do you gain the awareness to get yourself to find healing?
1: Well, honestly, quite simple. I, again, I didn't like what I saw when I had to be still and really just look at everything. And, and what I was doing wasn't working <laughs> like I would press, a, 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 you know, I guess suppress emotions and certain things down and I would just busy myself. But when I had to start counseling events and I had to start, you know, just, you know, being being alone, not with my friends, going out to brunch and all of those things. I just didn't like who I was. And the, the busyness didn't work anymore. It did, I couldn't use it as an excuse anymore. Um, And so I had to say, okay, if the business doesn't work and I'm still feeling X, Y, and Z, and I'm still responding in this way or reacting in this way instead of responding and and this relationship is in turmoil and and, and this relationship could be stronger, what else can I do? Because what I'm doing is not working. And so I took the initiative to look for a therapist and um, I'm an avid believer of therapy just because I've seen how great it's been in the lives of other people around me. Um, But also I struggle (laughs) with not always being honest with myself about the truth of myself. And it has been great to tear down that ego and that pride and to have someone really speak to me the way I need to be spoken to (laughs) and to really be honest or, or challenge me to be honest Um, with myself and so my awareness just came from the fact that what I was doing was not working and again as somebody who has dealt with depression in my past it was like I didn't want to go back down that rabbit hole and I saw that being a possibility just because again there's so much time on my hands now and I can't deal with this as I normally would and so it was like yeah you gotta do it sis
0: gotta yeah, <laughs> That is so good that you're saying that because bake it till you make it was my growing up as a mm. child, as an adolescent, Fake it till you make it. Suppress, suppress, suppress. Just pretend that you're happy and everything will just work itself out. And that works for a short period of time. But there comes a time where we can't bake it till we make it anymore. We mm-hmm. have to show up and be authentic to who we are. And I love that you're speaking to telling the truth to yourself. I think that's the most important out of them all is being able to be truthful to yourself, even if it's hard. And that's not always very easy.
1: Yeah, I think we don't even have a choice anymore. I think the way life is set up right now, it's like this is what I've been telling myself anyway. Life is so short and it can change so fast. I mean, January, February, we were all living our lives as usual. We were excited about the new year. Everything was going according to plan. And then we wake up one day and the world as we knew it was gone, was changed forever. It seems like, <laughs> you know, it seems that way. Um, and so I told myself, like, girl, you don't have an option. Like, because you just don't know. You don't know when you're going to be able to have certain conversations again. You don't know if people will be here for you to apologize to or to have closure. I mean, I just told myself, I don't have the, you know, I don't have the option anymore. I don't have the option anymore.
0: Indeed. I think that is such a beautiful perspective that you had to say, you know what? I can have stronger relationships. I can mend my trauma. I can't figure out a better way because I think at the end of the day, being able to be truthful with ourselves is, is the most important and it's worth doing the work for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: I want to speak a little bit on self-love because for you to be able to do the work on yourself. You have to love yourself. There has to be it. the core of you. You have to know you are worthy of that love. Mm-hmm. So, how did you? How do you deal with loving yourself? How do? You, what is self-love to you?
1: Self-love is actually something I'm still working on, if I'm being honest. Um, because again, when you have dealt with relationships where you didn't feel love, or you didn't see love expressed, or you didn't um, see it displayed you then struggle individually with what that looks like, how that feels and, you know, how to give it back to yourself. So self-love is something that I am uh, still working on. However, like you said, I, one thing I do know and hold on to is, like you said, I'm worthy of it. Mm-hmm. I'm worthy of the work. I'm worthy of someone who loves me. I'm worthy of respect. And So there's there are certain things that I know Just at the core of me. And I I, I honestly don't even know if it comes from me um, or if it comes from the people around me. I have an amazing um, support system as far as my friends are concerned. I have an amazing tribe. I really, really do. Because they're always reminding me of who I really am. Even when I'm down on myself and I'm like, ah, I don't, I I ain't this, they're like, "Uh uh-uh, girl, you are, you're beautiful, especially my guy friends. They're always building me up and, you know, they always are telling me how beautiful I am and I deserve this and I'm an amazing woman. And I think that plays a huge part. Um, That's why it's so important um, to be aware of who you're connected to Yes, because the people around me have built me up even when... I wasn't able to build my own self up and when I was still working in certain areas on myself, um, I do love who I am. Don't get me wrong, but I have struggled. Um, Especially I've been through a a relationship that was, you know, there was domestic violence and that stripped away a lot of things that I've had to rebuild over the years. And so I'm still learning. (laughs) However, like I said, the people around me have helped me, and, you know, like I said, just knowing that core of me, yeah, you do deserve that. You deserve happiness. Everyone deserves to be loved. Like, that's just a, a general thing to me. I think we all do really deserve that. So,
0: absolutely. I think we do. We do deserve to be happy. And I think that we get to decide too. We get to wake up in the morning and make that choice if we're going to be happy, if we're going to choose to see the glass half full versus mm-hmm. half empty.
1: Mm, yeah it, the choice is ours yeah. and that's that's good that you said that and that's what keeps me going or at least what motivates me like Angela you have the power to change um anything you have the power to make your life whatever you want it to be like the choice is yours it's in your hands so what you gonna do with it
0: girl what you gonna, what do, with you it? gonna do with it <laughs> <laughs> I love that what you gonna do with it the choice is yours So in this pandemic, would you say that you've developed new um, practices and rituals for yourself?
1: For sure. I've had to. Um, Like I said, the hiking thing is definitely new and I'm super excited about taking that on a little bit more. Um, I have um, been really diligent about um, affirmations. Um, and affirming myself and that goes back kind of to that journey of self-love that I've been on um just making sure that no matter how I feel because you know this time that we're in it has this strong ability to kind of affect your emotions and feel even if it isn't directly related to you just seeing and hearing all of the craziness around the world it it really can get you down and so affirmations have been really um Powerful and positive in my life. Um, just reaffirming myself, even when I'm feeling down, because the affirmations that I have an app, girl, is making it real easy. And the affirmations, they sometimes not only talk about just me, but my environment, um, my, the world I live in, my world. And so it's been really helpful. Um, therapy, of course, I started during the pandemic just to keep me together and get me together um I've really it's funny I I've always enjoyed my time with my friends however I like my own own time too (laughs) but in this pandemic I've been very diligent about reaching out and I have virtual girls nights where we just check in we talk and we met I think the last one I had um We literally were on there about five or six hours. It was crazy. People just started trickling off, of course, as they had to go do their thing. Um, Me and the last person were on there until about midnight. And it's like it's needed because we don't get that face-to-face interaction anymore. And so sometimes people just need to talk, including me. (laughs) So those are some things that have been really, really good. Finding new hobbies. Um, I'm currently redecorating and re-kind of getting my house together. Um, I guess you could say uh, I am a homemade <laughs> interior decorator or a <laughs> like I, think I, I think I'm somebody off HGTV. So yeah, just picking up new hobbies um, as well. All of those practices have really helped me in this time to kind of feel, not to busy myself, but to feel negative space because everything dark and so dismal it's like you have to find things that like I was telling my therapist earlier finding things that bring me joy that's my new yes. thing right now I want to find and it can be the smallest thing it can be silly to others but for me it's everything so it's
0: life-giving finding something that just lights you up and makes you excited because you need that you well, need feel excitement in your life
1: yeah for sure especially when everything else has you kind of like uh you know, some days, like, it doesn't look like there's much to look forward to. So you have to find those things. You have to really find those things.
0: Yes, <laughs> For you sure. know, like you're happy. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. And you've taken up even hiking, you were saying, you've taken yeah. up interior design, you're doing girl sex with your friends. I think that is so mm-hmm. great. I'm a huge affirmations girl. Have um an affirmation thing that sits on my table. And today's affirmation mm-hmm. was so good that I wanted to share it. It was okay. whatever happens. I know I can handle it. I am a very capable person.
1: Yeah. And that was, that right was there. A
0: beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. We are, we're capable people mm-hmm. and we have the power within ourselves to do, to do hard things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We have the power to do anything thing and that's what I keep telling myself like Angela you can girl do you know do you know what you're made of like especially when you've gone through um difficult times before and though this is a place I don't think we've ever been it, it, going through those hard times before is always a reminder to me that if you could get through that you could get through anything yes. and so I love that I've been telling myself that the choice is yours girl you can do it you got it It's like it's in you Everything you yes. need is in you.
0: Yeah. yeah. Everything you need is in you. But earlier you were talking about being a part of domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. And I know this is something, another taboo topic where people just don't talk about that hardship and you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm. And how did you find healing through something that was so traumatic?
1: Oh, you know, sadly for me, um, it got to a point where it, it got so frequent that I could feel that the end was near. Like, if I don't get out of this, I'm not going to make it out of this. And um, again, my daughter was that that source of strength because even though she was very young and probably doesn't remember anything, according to her, she doesn't. She would be standing there watching. And I grew up in that way. I grew up in a home where there was domestic violence. And I can remember things from as far back as five years old. And I'm in my 30s. And so those images oftentimes don't go away. And you end up repeating them more more often than not. And I just could not. I couldn't allow that to continue to be the narrative in my bloodline. Like it has to stop with me. And I think one of the last instances when I was still in the relationship with that person, um, it it almost ended in death. And but for the grace, um, it did not. And um, that was like, I guess, my wake up call. Like, is this really how your life is going to end? I was in my early 20s. I don't even know if I was 21 yet. I was like, you know, is this how it's going to end for you? Really? Like that's what I was like thinking in my mind as I'm like blacking out. Like you're going to, this is how you're going to die. This is At the hands of someone you love. This is crazy. This makes no sense. And then I started to just see my mother. Like it was like a mirror. Like you're being every, everything that you're trying so hard not to be and to repeat. You're doing just that. So again, it goes back to choice. You have a choice. You have the child you have this opportunity. You don't have to stay here. Nobody's, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a situation where I had to stay. Um, I chose to stay because I I hoped that things would change, but at some point you gotta be, it goes back to being honest with yourself. If this is getting worse, it's, it's only going to continue to get worse. And so my daughter was a source of strength. Um, not wanting to repeat the cycle and wanting to live. Like, even though I probably didn't love, I couldn't have loved myself to go through that um, for those years. But it was like, I, 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 did, I did, I guess, feel like I deserved to at least live, if nothing else. And so, yeah, I was like, this is it. I'm done. <laughs> like, I cannot continue on this way. And it wasn't easy. Yeah, it wasn't easy because then that made me a single mother and you know having to do everything on my own and it was instantly difficult instantly like literally <laughs> the first night like how oh, am I going to do this is too hard but you know it was worth it it was worth it because I may not have been here if I had have continued on in that so oh,
0: that's a powerful story
1: yeah and I've lost a friend I had a friend that was murdered in 2013 from the same thing that I endured. and sometimes I thought, why did I make it out and she didn't? Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why, you know? Um, and she used to always say that well, if you could, if you made it out, I'll, I can't make it out. And it, I don't know, it didn't happen for her. But I always say, well, I'm here to share that story um, because I don't her story and mine because you know my story is kind of you know what can happen if you get out in time, and then. Because some people that they really sometimes were in denial. When you go through things like that and you just feel like it'll always happen for you. And you you know meet somebody like me and think, well, you did it. But everybody's story doesn't end the same. And so, you know, when I meet or come across women dealing with certain things or maybe even domestic violence, because there's emotional abuse, there's verbal. I mean, there's so many forms. And sometimes they do turn into um, physical abuse. Um, but I always share um, my friend's story to let them know, yeah, you're talking to me, and I'm here, girl. But listen, um, girl or guy, um, there are times when it does not end the same way. So just be mindful of that.
0: Yeah, powerful story. I love that you said, if even if I don't love myself to go through that, I deserve to live. hmm Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. Because I was like, if I don't make it, the very person who's harming me is going to be raising my child. Ugh, not I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not just concede to that. No, 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 no. Yep, yep. So I deserve nice. Yeah, I deserve to live. I deserve to live to be a mother. I deserve to, to to. you know, at that time I was young. So to have my, my youth back, like, I just was like, yeah, I deserve that much. That much. Yes.
0: I think that's what it comes down to is you have to find even that small little spark inside of yourself that says that very thing. I deserve to live. Mm -hmm. I deserve a good life. Like just anything, any little lifeline to kind of get you to pull through. Did you have friends that you were sharing this story, like sharing this with when you were going through it or were you in this alone?
1: Everyone was aware. Um, that was around me at that time, including his family, which is unfortunate. But um, I think people are only able to do what you allow them to do. Yes. Um, so I cannot blame anyone for anything um, because I stayed and I made the decision to stay. However, I do think that people, his family could have held him more accountable Yes. or gotten him the help that he needed because this did not start with me. And so, um, I can say that, but I, I think people did what they could. Um, they tried to encourage me and, and, and support me to leave, but I just, I didn't have anywhere to go. Um, you know, it was, well, that's how I felt. <laughs> uh, have this baby, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And so I did have people that really were like, Hey, you need to leave or they will come get me if things got too bad. Um, but people can only do what you allow them, allow them to do. And having been on the other side of that and trying to talk to my friends who have been through abuse and, and they refuse to leave. I've learned that sometimes you have to give people, you know, what they need or, or give them the advice and just leave it alone. And it's hard. It's hard because then you become the enemy or you become the hater <laughs> or you, but you don't want to see them happy. Um, mm-hmm. Cause they see a little change and a little light and they kind of run back to it. And then you're like, are you crazy? Why? And then you become the enemy or the, you know, and so I get it. I, I It's hard to support someone in that and to be a friend and to remove yourself from everything else. It's a very difficult place to be in. So I don't blame anyone who did know um I think they did the best that they could and some people just they just removed their themselves from my life and I understand that too because it's hard to see someone you love go through something
0: like that yes I think the fact that you can stand here today and say like they did the best they could and mm-hmm. don't blame them is yeah. so strong like yeah. wow that's amazing
1: yeah, I mean, I I have to be accountable, <laughs> you know, because I would complain about it, cry about it, and run to people's houses, and, you know, and have them rescue me, and I would go right back to it, and, you know, it, it wasn't fair to them, that, that none of that was required of them, so they did the best they could, and I appreciate them. Thankfully, I was able to, to rebuild some of those relationships after I left, and we had those conversations, and, and you know still friends with some most of those people so it's it's been good
0: yeah that's beautiful it's a healing journey those tough times oh yeah still on it
1: i'm still on it
0: (laughs) yeah we have to own it and then empower it empower ourselves to grow from it and even at its lowest Mm -hmm. there is something that i'm sure you've taken from it and like you said you wanted it to stop from your bloodline like you didn't want your daughter to end up seeing this and growing up in this and I think that's a beautiful thing and super empowering
1: yeah I, I don't talk about that very often because I don't like I don't want to uh, ever appear like um you know a victim that's the word people use Um but you know I'm glad that I am on the other side of it and I can talk about it and I am a victor you know, I look back at that time and it, it brings me joy that I was strong enough to leave and that I had, again, everything was in me. My life has turned around. I'm a business owner. I'm, you know, working to be just a better mother in person. And, you know, my life is beautiful. I'm so blessed. And so it brings me joy. You know, some of the ugliest Things, <laughs> some of the hardest times, turn it and blossom eventually into the most beautiful things. It all works itself out. It all works together for our good eventually, um, yeah. if we allow it to. If we allow it to.
0: Yes, we definitely have to be open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I. You are one hundred percent correct. You are a victor. You are a survivor, and your story is a message that people need to hear because they're your daughter alone. And people out there that are feeling probably stuck and feeling like they have nowhere to go, I think somebody hearing your story is going to feel like if she could do it, I could do it too.
1: Yeah, I hope so. I hope so.
0: <laughs> I know so because <laughs> like our stories, our, our stories are are healing to others. For Just, sure, they don't hear it often enough. These are the things that are hidden behind closed doors. So it is, yeah, it is good to share it.
1: Yeah, that's that's the mission. That's the mission of what I do. That's the purpose behind what I do. I tell people all the time, you know, I'm really am a private person. So when I share things, believe me that I'm doing it for a purpose because I, you know, I want to help somebody. I want um, someone to hear my story and say, okay, well, I'm not going to go down that route because I saw, you know, what it could possibly turn into. So that's the hope. That's the purpose Um, That's why I do what I what I do. So.
0: (laughs) Yes, I am so proud of you. Your story is inspiring. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) And so you're so very welcome. Where can our listeners get more of you and get in touch with you and support you?
1: Yeah, well, I am on Instagram uh, personally, as well as my business pages. So you can go on Instagram. My personal page is The Angela Cherie. Um, The business pages are Ever Evolving Women and the Ever Evolving Podcast. You can also visit everevolvingwomen.com where you can find all the information about Ever Evolving Women as well as the
0: podcast there as well beautiful and is there anything any last comments or favorite quote or something that's on your heart that you'd like to share
1: just you know it's been a reoccurring theme like everything that you need is in you even in this time um I know it's difficult I know it's hard but we will make it through it and you really have to know how much strength you possess inside of yourself um the wherewithal that you have the wisdom that you have to change things around and be flexible in this time and so I just want to encourage those that are listening that there is nothing that you cannot overcome nothing that you cannot do nothing that you cannot accomplish Um, you are amazing and you can do anything you just have to believe it you just have to believe it (laughs) I'm a
0: witness (laughs) I love that I love that Angela thank you so much for your heart and thank you so much for your time
1: Thank you, Josie, for having me. I really appreciated this time. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Backroads podcast. To learn more about your host, Josie aurelis Sweetman, join her on Instagram at Josie Aurelis for daily inspiration. Or come be a part of the conversation of empowerment and positivity on the Backroads Coaching Facebook group. If this podcast resonates and inspired you, hit the subscribe button. Leave us a review and share this with a friend. Here is the Backroads theme song by Mike Kramer. I hope you have a beautiful week, friends. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. All my
1: life I've been walking on the paved roads Staying in the sun and away from the shadows Living between the lines, following the path everybody said was the
0: only one to travel. Keeping home in sight, afraid I otherwise might get lost, go to pieces, and totally
1: unravel. Working hard to quiet a heart that's
0: aching to be free and is always crying out to me, saying, Let's take the back roads, let's see how things
1: go Let's Let's walk with the tin man, the lion and the scarecrow Let's Let's leave the city and move to the village All it takes is a little bit of faith and courage Let's take
0: the back roads